Every now and again, I like to pull into my little bowl of guest ideas and, and, and pull out my, my old dear friend, Brian Murphy, host of the KNBR Morning Show. He's got his fingers on the pulse of what's truly going on in the San Francisco Bay Area. I want to pick his brain on the Golden State Warriors, though. Giants baseball's over, Brian. You know that, right? It's over. Oh, yeah. It was over. Moving on. It was okay. over a while ago, Cyrus. It was over a while ago. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Okay, good. Yeah, We're so talking Golden State Warriors next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Brian Murphy on Twitter at KNBR Murph, the host of the KNBR Morning Show. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on Twitter at DogSurfRocha. Murph, how are you doing, man? We were just talking before we started uh, recording how you've been awake for hours doing the morning <laughs> show. I don't miss those hours one bit, but how are you? And what are you guys talking about with the Warriors these days? Have we moved on from Draymond? Is it time to talk oh. about the on? The encore product is the drama still a discussion? Delve, please. In, yeah. in, in life. Uh, sad to say. Well, first of all, great to see you, Cyrus. You too, and uh, as too. we record this, yeah, I'm wide awake. You just got up. So, uh, <laughs> hey, man, coffee's a beautiful thing. So, uh, the answer to your question is no, we are not talking uh, about Dante DiVincenzo and Moses Moody, bro. As much as I, you know, mm. as much as I like those guys, I'm looking forward to those guys. <laughs> it is Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. And in conclusion, Draymond. It is oh. as hot and as front burner as can be. Everybody's got to take. Everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's still. I think people are still forming opinions on it. I think people are still processing it. I mean, really, it's, I think did it all break? I mean, he gave his speech last his uh, press conference last Saturday. I'm trying to think the day we actually heard from Shams Tarania and Woj was it a week about a week ago. And this has been an evolving thing. And I and I like I said, I still I think a lot of people have kind of come to their thoughts or conclusions, but with Steve Kerr announcing only on Tuesday night what the Warriors are going to do about this, it's still fresh in people's minds, very much so. He's going to practice today with the team. That Correct. will lead to something. Tomorrow night when they play the preseason game, their preseason finale at Chase Center, that's going to lead to a reaction. Then, obviously, we're all looking forward to Tuesday night and how everybody's going to react, you know, from just not just the fans. We're going to get uh, the inside the NBA crew is going to come. We're going to hear from Barkley and Shaq and and that whole crew. So, and this thing is is hot and heavy. So, sorry to Moses and Dante. Sorry. And James Wiseman and everyone else. And so, James I hear you. Wiseman, you know what's yeah. funny, by the way? I forgot to mention this yesterday with Kevin Dana. I was, I'm so, I'm actually going to the games this year. I decided, okay, I'm going to be a presence at Chase Center. I feel like it, re, it will result in a better product for the podcast. I can be an insider myself instead of relying on other people. And, and you might take a great appreciation of this and find the humor because used to be a reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle. And so you're familiar with these, these press rooms and, you know, the whole interview process. And so I'm just sitting there biding my time. I'm, I'm listening to, to all the, the more regulars, right? The Anthony Slaters of the world ask their questions. And, and, I, and I'm thinking in my head, okay, we, we're done with this. We're done with the Draymond questions. Can I, can I throw it and then a question there about how good the depth of the team is? Because the, when the Warriors play the Trailblazers in that preseason game, like they look Damn good. I know it's just a preseason game, but I've been saying this for a while and you can appreciate this. I really see this Warriors team being 
like the 89 Niners. Like the 88 Niners was last year's Warriors. Joe Montana reminded everyone, I'm not done yet. Stephen Curry did the same thing. And this year, I think they're just going to annihilate everyone. I think they're so good. They're going to go out there and just cream the crop. Um, and I'm fascinated to talk about that because the, that Trailblazers game showed their depth. So I'm thinking, okay, the Draymond, question, Green's, Draymond Green questions are over. And I asked her a question about how like the, the new players did, like Jermichael Green, how the youngsters did. And I kid you not, man, I could feel the scorn from everyone else in that room. Like, you're moving <laughs> on. We're not yeah. done with this. You're moving Yeah, yeah, yeah I got totally. I got. Oh, just, dude, I totally, dude. It. There is a hierarchy there, and the beat writers will front and throw shade and toot and, you know. Who's this locked on Warriors guy, dude? Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, you're going to have to get that thick skin, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. uh, John Harbaugh said you can't have that baby deer skin. got to have that elephant no. skin. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were like, dude, this is Draymond. So I get it. It's funny. It's going to be – that's a funny story. Uh, how did Kerr react to your question? He loved it. And that was part of the reason. It was like I'm also like – I wanted – I want he. I could tell he was getting beaten up up there, man. I mean, you could yeah. see his face. He's so – done with this and on and like i said honestly i thought every question was asked i even waited for like a pause um yeah and then whatever yeah but, had, so what did, i'll so tell you what, what yeah you could have really stirred up the s if you came in barging right out of the gate first question grab the mic yeah how did uh jamichael green look tonight dude beat writers might have lit they might have poured gasoline and lit you on fire so, been, that could have been that could have been the story. Um, so, so what what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Then I'll ask you, man. I mean, I mean, you're very influential in the Bay Area. This is the home of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, again, can, the KNBR Morning Show is what you host. You can go online and download the podcast. The whole works. Um, what do you? What's your sentiments, man? Like, like, are you on the side of a lot of these old school players, like like Kenny the Jet Smith, like my 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 friend Rick Barry, your friend as well? They come out and say. Get over it. This happens. It's not a good look, but this is not as abnormal as people make it out to be. Or are you on the side of individuals that believe in decency in society and see a video like that and just are appalled that Draymond Green would throw such a nasty punch like that? Like, what are what are your thoughts on all this? So uh, I write a uh, uh, what we call the jock blog for KMBR.com. I joke on the air. I call it the lightly read jock blog because not everybody's reading KMBR.com. Now, thankfully, social media <laughs> Our, our digital crew's great. They have a lot of followers, millions of followers. And so they'll put out my stuff. And sometimes things get traction. So I wrote something this week for it. And my take was this. I said, it might be an unpopular take with the decency crowd, but I'm sticking with Draymond Green on this one. And here's why. I, I don't want to judge him by his lowest moment ever. This is his lowest moment ever. By far. And it's hard to live your life and have your lowest moment define you especially when you have had a life and a career with a ton and i mean a ton of championship moments championship fiber championship teammate behavior championship um heartbeat behavior i mean this this to me is everything is you have to put this in context and as i said of course nobody's endorsing what he did and he deserves whatever penalty they meet out and he deserves and has to Make it right. And he's going to have to work to make it right. I'm not waving a wand and making it go away. But in terms of there's a real like the people are very scornful and judgmental and and harsh on him as if now we've had bad actors in sports. And I keep Mm. going back to this name. I don't mean to be picking on this guy, but I keep bringing him up because he's recent in my mind. Antonio Brown in the NFL, 
was a guy who wherever he goes, he does things that disrupt the team and it, it doesn't work. Locker rooms cast him out. They say, no, we can't have you. And that's sort of how I feel. Some people are looking at Draymond, whereas Draymond's his resume, his CV, his, his work, his behavior, even his mentoring of Jordan Poole all the way up until he threw that stupid punch, which to me was an impulse control anger management issue, which Great. even though he doesn't want to admit it, I think he probably without question hasn't it. They say the first problem is admitting it. So anyway, long answer, but by way of saying I'm riding with Draymond, I trust, and this is not, I'm not being a Homer apologist. Trust me. I said, cause today uh, somebody was intimating that. And I said, listen, you, I'm upset with what Farhan Zaidi's done to the giants. I'm not, I will call it like I see it. Okay. Yes. Um, but I, it, what Kerr and Myers and Steph freaking Curry and Clay Thompson and Andre Iguodala and Kavon Looney, as we found out from Steve Kerr, is a is the quiet compass of the locker room. You know what those guys have built and have proven through a literally almost a decade now for eight seasons, seven seasons. That means a lot, and you cannot discount that. In so their reaction, I trust more than the guy on the street. I do, and and if their reaction was such to hey, this guy can't be on our team or this guy needs to be suspended for a month or whatever, then I would be like, wow, that's what it means. But they have spoken and they've said, you know, this is how we feel about it and this is how we want to go forward. And I'm not just, again, I'm not waving a wand and making it go away. What I'm saying is I'm looking at the body of work and the body of work is more than just that moment. It was a bad moment, but it's by far not his only moment as a warrior and as a teammate and as a leader. So um, as Kerr said, I don't want to use the phrase like benefit of the doubt because I mean, but that is sort of what you're doing. You're sort right. of giving him the benefit of the doubt to work his way back. And I trust that the Warriors are going to win a lot of games this year and be right in the mix next June. I'm hundred percent with you. And that one of the many things I loved about you is that I, I feel like I agree with you on everything. I totally agree. I'm totally with you. I want to, I want to get into that in just a moment. First, I got to, uh, and by the way, before I get into the, the ad read, it is funny how the moment you ever say something publicly that goes against the the, the grain of public sentiment um, in regard to a team you cover, you call the homer right away. It right. just it's the, it's just the card people pull right right off the bat, and that's what everyone's going to say if they're if they just were so repulsed by this action. Um, I don't think you're a homer saying that, but uh, and we'll get into this a little more. First, I, I got to give some love to a longtime sponsor of this program. Bet online, Murph. You like that that cute overlay we got here now? This we got a little. Did you grab the whole thing is slick? The the intro music. You're it's a nice <laughs> little graphic. You guys have it going on, man. <laughs> yeah, only for the YouTube viewers, man. If you're on the listening to the podcast, you're missing out, man. But no, we still got you covered there too. You Got to go YouTube. You got to see Side Dog. A BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in depth articles. And analysis on every game you can find. By the way, so uh, while while uh, we're talking football, real quick, the San Francisco 49ers are are the you're the flagship station of theirs. Um, what are your thoughts on what's going on with them? And the NFC is awful. So I feel like if you're an average team, you're going to look good. What were your quick synopsis on the 49ers so far? Well, I would agree with you on that. And um, and to sound more like a homer too, I mean, what a defense they've built. My God, uh, that, I mean, whether you want to credit them for signing Mooney Ward or or drafting Nick Bosa when some people thought his injury problems or, or these defensive line parts that you, you'd have to be a real hardo to even know who Hassan Ridgeway and Kevin Givens and, and, and Charles Amenahu and Samson Ebukam were 
these guys can play. Yeah. So as they say, like, you know, speed never speed doesn't go into a slump. Defenses don't go into a slump. Like you can travel yeah. with a defense. So they're going to show up every game with a chance to win because of that defense. And that's just the facts of the case. Now, you know, we could, we could do a whole other podcast on Jimmy and Trey and all that, but um, that right now, given the NFC right now, and I, and I see the Rams as definitely prone to a letdown and they're missing certain things that they had last year, Odell Beckham and obviously Von Miller and that whole crew. But I see the Rams in that Super Bowl hangover. I see the Seahawks you know, a little better than we thought with Geno Smith. He's pretty good. I've never been a Cardinals guy, Cliff Kingsbury. So I see the Niners winning the West um, just because of that defense and the competition. And then you get into the playoffs and then it matters your seating. I mean, respect to the Eagles, what they're doing right now. They're undefeated. The Cowboys have a similar, have a great defense too. And that would be a great matchup. The Niners and the Cowboys in the playoffs, but we saw that last year. It came down to one play. So I got to give Kyle and John credit for building that defense. Um, yep. it, it is, it's a hell of a defense and uh, uh, it's fun watching them play. I love that adage. Defenses never take it or would never take a day off or they don't, they don't have off days. You're, you're absolutely they right. They don't go to slumps. Defenses don't, defenses don't slump, man. They don't. Exactly. That's very slump, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what's, so the, slump, so the yeah. line, yeah. So the line, I know you're not a big betting man, unless you, unless you've changed in recent years, no, but no, we do uh, every week we make picks. Sure. Yeah. All right. So the Falcons are, are six point underdogs, meaning the Niners yeah. are in Atlanta actually, uh, this Sunday, but the actually Falcons five are, and a half. Oh, it's five, five and a half. half. Well, I'm seeing six on betonline.net. But okay. uh, the, the Falcons have a perfect record against the spread. So I'm asking you, yes. will the Niners cover that minus six for all the degenerates out there? I've said this on the air, and I think I think if I had to, first of all, I'd stay away from it because I'm yeah. a Niner fan yes. and I don't want to yes. bet against them. But if I had to pick it, I'd take the Falcons and the points. I see yeah. the Niners winning like a three, four, three, four or five-point game. Um, the Niners have a lot of injuries. All those guys we bragged about are hurt. Uh, Emmanuel yeah. Mosley, Jimmy Ward. Um, Bosa is going to be compromised some way with his groin. Uh, obviously, Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw aren't, aren't going to play. So, um, And the Falcons is weirdly competitive, and it's the second yes. week on the road. So, um, uh, you know, I don't, love the, I, I don't love picking this game in general. So if you had the option, I would stay away from it. But if you're going to make me make a pick, I'll take the Falcons in the points. Knock on for Micah here that the Niners win a three, four, five point game. 21 16. How's that? <laughs> and again, you could get even more, you could get even more uh, in depth analysis by just going to betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It's where the game starts. You are locked on, Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022. A six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one ultimate NBA preview search for ultimate pro NBA preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You follow Brian Murphy on Twitter at KNBR Murph. Uh, and here's what I wanted to add to your Draymond sentiments because I agree. And a lot of people bring up the fact that Draymond Green has a quote unquote pattern of this behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought about this. I don't agree with that. Um, like to me, if, you, if you're going to say he has a pattern of this behavior, then you got to bring up past incidents where he's actually being violent. Right. I mean, there's a there's a staunch difference between 
an act that is law-breaking, which what he did is, but mm -hmm. he's in a professional sports setting, so there's leeway there. If you're going to arrest him for that, don't you have to arrest all UFC fighters, all boxers, all football players who get into fights during their practices or is basketball off-limits because technically it's a non-contact sport? I don't know, but my point is, is outside of this incident, we've never really seen Draymond in a situation where he's actually throwing punches. Yes, in 2016... He did the unforgivable sin of kicking his legs up that hit Steven Adams' groin, and that eventually resulted in one of the most egregious uh, NBA rig jobs I've ever seen, the Game 5 suspension. But outside of that, I mean, yes, Draymond breaks social norms sometimes, but I'm not a subscriber to that. Social norms are just that. They're not laws. And I, and I really frown personally, this is just my opinion, but I frown personally on people being judged for breaking social norms if it's not hurting other people, right? It's like, just let people be. And Draymond is a unique character. He's different. Um, and, and again, you could be you could be upset at him because he, he, he called out Kevin Durant. I don't think there was anything really that wrong with that personally. It wasn't a great act. He got suspended. It went against team ethics and, and, and conduct, but that wasn't a violent act. He voices his pleasure. Again, he kicked St Steven Adams in the groin and God forbid, but I don't really see that as, a violent act that was more gamesmanship more than anything else in my opinion um and you look at other players like charles barkley his tnt partner threw a damn civilian through a window at a bar i mean if there was camera footage of that i'm sure that would have looked horrible my point is is that i'm with you man i i i don't i don't condone what draymond did it was awful but i will give him the benefit of the doubt as well simply because he it's, he hasn't had a pattern of violent conduct and, you know, and there's such a track record of him actually being a great leader and and being a model citizen. And he is a family man. And just because he's outspoken sometimes, I don't want to vilify him for that. That's my thought. What do you think, Murph? Am I, am yeah, I, well, yeah, you know, obviously we're, we're in lockstep on that. It would probably be a better podcast if we hate if we were agreeing, at, uh, disagreeing and yelling at each other right now. <laughs> yes, but yes. I will add I will add this, that um, we have to factor in the external characters in this. And that is Jordan Poole is yeah. a big factor in this. Now, whether it's because he's 10 years younger than Draymond or whether it's because he's sort of a, I don't know whether you want to call it mellow or relaxed or non-confrontational personality, or maybe he really does like Draymond and just realizes that that, that punch was because it was a playground t talking incident that went too far. I, I feel like Jordan Poole's role in all this can't be diminished that he, Correct. I don't think the Warriors are moving forward unless Jordan Poole has signed off on this. We still haven't heard from him. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. Yes. And so I'm trusting, though, knowing that Kerr and Myers and Curry. The other thing is Steph Curry. Now, I'm wondering if Draymond Green was on a different team where Steph Curry wasn't the leader. We can't ever say enough about the global citizen that is Stephen Curry. The, what he, the, the atmosphere and culture that he has created and that trickles down to the whole team plays a role in this. He's not the kind of guy who wants Draymond's head on his wall. He's the kind of guy, he wants to find a solution. He wants to win. He's not, Steph's not here to settle scores or be petty. He's an incredible individual. I don't think, we're, we're not going to see the likes of this guy again. I mean, he's, I think Bob Myers had a line that said something like, he's the the greatest face of a franchise in sports history. And I, I don't really disagree with that. You know I mean? It's Damn. an incredible Damn. statement. But I think those guys play a role in how Draymond gets judged here in that Draymond's kind of lucky that he went to a team and a culture and an organization that can withstand his sort of 
behavioral outbursts, you know, maybe weaker oh, yeah. cultures. And, you know, we had Mike Kruko on every, every week, multiple times a week. And I asked him, I said, how is it in baseball? You know? And he said, he said, it happens, man. He says more than, you know, things happening, maybe not as clean a shot as Draymond landed, maybe not as, as launching of a shot as Draymond landed, which right. I think disturbed a lot of people and maybe rightfully so. Yeah. But he said, these things happen. He says, what happens is strong teams get through it. People always cite the 1972, 73, 74 Oakland days, literally fist fighting before the World Series game. Like first pitch is in an hour and we're throwing. Okay. And then we're yeah. going to go out and win the championship, right? Because they had a strong culture and they had a lot of talent too. You know what I mean, <laughs> talent goes a long way, right? right. Um, Don Sutton and Steve Garvey fist fought in the 1978 Dodgers clubhouse. They went to the World Series. They didn't win, but they went. So strong, Kruko's point was strong cultures and teams can get through these things. Absolutely. So I think in a way, Draymond is lucky that he's in this culture where his kind of behavior can be overcome by this team, this culture. And to our point that we've said a couple of times now, this isn't the only thing he brings to the table. He brings a ton of positives to the table. It's so funny to see ESPN roll that B roll of the night they won the championship in Boston. He's got his arm around pool on the court and he's rubbing his head very paternally, like big yes. brother, little brother. Yes. And Poole looks like pleased that Draymond approves of him. You know what I mean? So you can't discount these things. You absolutely. And you're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. And Draymond has said that before. And and, and I, and I want to add to what you said as well that I agree that if Jordan Poole took any issue to this, I would have sided with him. 100%. You have yeah. to. I mean, you can't get punched like that and then take the aggressor side. So I, I, I the fact that Kirk came out and said that this week Poole and Dre talked – that Steph was involved in peacemaking that plays that all plays into my opinion on this clearly it is that it's, I think it's time to move on. By the way, speaking of moving on um, some breaking news here, not huge, oh. only huge. If you're a Warriors fan and you really follow the Warriors intently, but, and Murph, I imagine you do the Warriors have waived two players ooh, and it's ooh. both their two way players. Uh, Quindary Weatherspoon, who I personally loved gone Lester Quinones, who uh, I had more mixed reactions to, uh, he, he was given the other two-way deal. That was a little, I was a little stumped by that, honestly. But he's gone. They're both waived. Um, so the Warriors are going to have a, 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 a practice today, and it's going to be open. They're going to address the media after that. So I'm sure we'll get more information on that. But any immediate yeah. reaction? I mean, I'm, I'm learning about this reporting. It's a 10:35 a.m. on a on a Thursday, October 13th. Yeah, any thoughts on the fact that the Warriors have waived their two two-way players, including Quindary Weatherspoon, who I thought was going to have a, a decent role in this team? Yeah, agreed. So I'd be curious to hear their their reaction. I mean, obviously, you're talking about, like, you know, the bottom of the roster. You're talking about 14, 15th guys and, and <laughs> yeah, guys yeah. who would not be playing in the playoffs. But they have found guys like that. I mean, Juan Toscano-Anderson or whoever you want to pick were in those kind of situations before. Yeah. So I'd be curious to hear their rationale. I don't have enough... I didn't see uh, Quinones play enough for me to have a take on him, but I agree with you on Weatherspoon, and he got some minutes last year too. So we'll hear who the who the option is other than them. Who are they? Who are they giving a chance other than Weatherspoon? I'll look forward to that uh, discussion. I want to hear what they have to say before I give a, a hot take. I did want to circle one last thing on Draymond, please, um, about the um, what I think one of the other things we haven't really mentioned much is his apology, and I actually think it matters. Um, oh, yes, I think agreed. I think we live in an era where apologies are weak, uh, where people say, if I offended anyone, comma, and you're like, dude, you're like already you're already skirting the issue or you read from a prepared <laughs> statement or he does, like he said, a podcast where he doesn't face questions. 
And I, I know I can already hear people saying words are different than actions. I get that. I understand. But what I saw in his 40 minute thing was a, 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 a guy really, I think he was truly remorseful. I think he was truly, truly remorseful. And he knows that his temper got the best of him and that he didn't act in the right way as a dad. He didn't act in the right way as a teammate. He didn't act in the right way as a leader. He didn't act in the right way as a champion. And I think he really, I don't want to say groveling is the word, but I really was on his knees saying, I screwed up, man. I really, really, really screwed up. And if you're in life and you have people that you love, you know, Kirk keeps bringing up the families, the families. And it's true. Like how many growing up, or if you have a current family, do you want a camera on your worst family moments? No, you do not want a camera on your worst family moments, right? And you still love your family. You still yes. love your family. You had people say things. People do things that are hurtful. It's hurt people. We're human being is a flawed beast. A flawed beast. Massively, so, bro. Massively. So yes. When he, I sensed, and again, I wasn't. I just was listening. I just sensed tremendous remorse. And and if that's what he was saying to us publicly, I can only imagine behind closed doors what he was saying to Jordan Poole and Steph Curry and Kevon Looney about. I can't imagine that he was defiant or digging in his heels or you should have heard what he said to me or right. he shoved me first. You know, there's actually some people are actually <laughs> some real hardos are defending Draymond said, Hey man, <laughs> him first. So it's like, wow. All right. So, but, but anyway, I do, I do sense that the words mattered and his actions will matter going forward. I mean, obviously if he screws up again, then we'll know that he's completely done, off the rail. I don't, Done. I don't sense that. I truly don't sense that happening. I truly don't sense that happening. So, um, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that apology. Yeah. That no, that's important. No, Contri- like genuine contrition is important. I think I, like, I, and you're right. It, it is. He, I, there was one part of his apology, uh, press conference that stuck out to me, which was that he said he watched the video 15 times yeah. and that yeah. every time he was just appalled by it. I don't think enough people in this world, and it's a huge problem with humanity speaking of our flaws is self-awareness. A lot of people don't have that. They have no idea what their own actions are doing in terms of its effect on others. And I think Draymond Green has that. I got the sense of that based on his apology. I hope that's the case. And, and you know, a lot of his haters, the, I love the the hardos. I love that. Yeah, Jordan Poole pushed him first. He, he had a comment. Yeah. Totally had a comment. <laughs> Some people are out there saying that. (laughs) But uh, you're right. Some people are saying that. It's weird. Um, But no, I'm with you, man. And and this is also, though, the last straw. I mean, I think you and I would agree with that, right? Like if Draymond did. Well, I mean, we we haven't even talked about his contract situation. I mean, that, you know, I listen. The great Gary Radnich will tell you everything comes down to money. You know what I mean? It's all about money. Like like he would, if Gary was still at KNBR, he'd be like, this is about the money. That's what he would say. He would say it's about money. And and maybe he's right. I mean, I remember Gary... Gary, I remember, distilled everything in life down to money. Like you and I, like me right now, I'm like, hey, Cyrus, where's my money for uh, Lockdown Warriors? You know what I mean? Where's my money? You know what I mean? The money's in the awareness. It's in the exposure. It's your, your marketing. You, yeah, you, this awareness is go. increasing my brand to make me more money, right? Yes, you know exactly. I mean? And you, when, as soon as you sign off, you're going to file your hours with Lockdown, and you're be like, hey, pay me. You know what I mean? Pay me. <laughs> so um, uh, there is the aspect of money in that I'm sure Draymond feels an external stress in his head about his impending contract and how he's not going to get the extension he's looking for. Right. He's not, I mean, you, you, I'm sure you and Rick. Yeah. This, well, well, Rick, uh, I, Rick was funny, man. I, we did a show on his podcast like Tuesday and he was one of the first to just come out unapologetically and just say, get over it. Okay. This happens. (laughs) Different uh, generation too. different generation. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. You're absolutely right. 
um, <clears throat> a lot less coddling uh, from his yes. generation, a lot less. Let's talk about this right, from his right, generation. Right. Like, move yeah, on. Yeah, he was just yeah. like, get we over had, it. Actually, move it's on. funny. We had, you know, we had Will Clark on every Wednesday on our show and he had Love a great Will. reaction because I asked Will, I said, you know, Will, you, you know, I, I, we asked Kruko and I said, Will, I imagine you guys saw fights. He goes, oh, hell yeah, we saw fights. And he said, for Steve Kerr to call this the biggest crisis he's ever faced, he goes, calm down, partner. He goes, you just won the world championship. You have the best player on the planet. You have a guy willing to play the best defense in the NBA. He goes, just calm down, coach. <laughs> that's, that's that Will Clark, Rick Barry generation. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. I mean, Kerr well, is very sensitive. He's very empathetic. And he sort of reaches yes. out to the new generation more so than some other coaches would. Uh, but Will Clark and Rick Barry and those guys are a little different view. But the con back to the contract situation. I mean, Jordan is – I know Draymond said, I don't count pockets. It's not what I do. I just still feel like it has to play some role in oh, his yeah, subconsciously, stress. right? Yeah, yeah subconsciously. It, I don't doubt that either. I don't doubt that either. Um, and by the way, I'm, I, all indications are pool will get that extension before October 17th. Um, obviously, until it happens, <clears throat> you can't report that as fact, but – um, the, uh, you know, my little birdies are chirping and, and, and the writing on the, don't you think that's the, there maybe Cyrus, don't you think like, so they open on the 18th against the Lakers on ring night in the 17th is the deadline. It seems like it's lined up perfectly for him to sign that and do a press conference that day, maybe, which maybe would be his first comments on Draymond, you know, there you go, that's man. My guess. there you go, <laughs> there you go yeah. right there. Um, and uh, so what do you think about this? I mean, I, I guess I'll finish up on the team itself. Uh, how, how do you feel about the Golden State Warriors, man? I mean, you heard me co well, compare them to the 89ers who, you know, if you're I, younger. I love that. You know, it's funny. I know you sleep in and don't hear our show a lot, but it's funny. We, Polly and I have talked about <laughs> Steph right now feels like to me that Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year, Joe Montana. Do you remember when he won SI Sportsman of the Year, that picture of him in the white sweatshirt and the gray sweats, and he's, yes, got, he's laughing, he's throwing the football. It's like one of my favorite pictures of Joe of all time. He's the king of the world, man. He's yes. just the greatest. Still is. And he's going to just uh, – uh, I mean, don't sleep on the 99er, Cyrus. I know it ended horribly, but the 89-90 <sighs> yeah. stretch, they were the best. I think I, I'm still not over the fact that they didn't win three in a row. They deserve – that team Same. deserved to be the only 3P team in NFL history – and we all know what happened. It's just it's the only reason why when people bring up it's the only reason why when people bring up Roger Craig, I don't uh respond with fondness because he dude, fumbled it's 30 twice. dude. By the way, that was 32 years ago. <laughs> I'm still bitter, still bitter. 32 Talk years about, later. We just said we're not gonna judge anybody by their lowest moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, Roger, nothing personal, oh, man. But I, as a, I know, as a child, I, I cried that. But day. anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that I'm totally with you on the 89-90 ers analogy, in that they right now they burst through. And I remember we did this um, locked on last spring at the start of the playoff run, and you said something that I totally agreed with. Which you said, "Until I've never seen Clay when when fully healthy, never and motivated. I've never seen Steph, Clay, and Dre." lose an Andre lose a playoff series ever, you know, and everything else has had an asterisk by it. And I think we're in the same situation right now where if Steph clay and Dre and Andre are healthy going into June, they, who, I mean, you say, here's the question, like we said with the, uh, the Niners in the NFC. So who's going to beat them now, obviously we'll watch this season play out. I don't know if, if the Mavericks will put it together. I don't know if the, I mean, the Jazz blew it up, right? Obviously, so I mean, 
who who might who we Clippers? Who, I think Clippers and Grizzlies are their two threats in the West. Ah, People okay, bring Grizzlies. Up, Grizzlies were slipping my mind because I wasn't thinking right. They slip everyone's mind. It's okay. Yeah. That's the team. <laughs> That's the team. That's the team that they're going to have to look at, study, and match up and beat. Um, and then in the East, you know, who would it be? Well, the Celtics have their own problems going on right now, right? Bucks, you know, will the Nets – I've already – who's it? Stephen A. is already reporting that the the this will be the last year for Kyrie and KD and – like already you feel like that's been poisoned. I mean, you got to love the Bucks and what they do. You got to love Giannis. And he's kind of like, he's kind of like the East conference, Eastern conference Steph in a way. Correct. You know I mean, just that pure yeah. leader and, and winner and, and everybody wants to be around him and win with him. But until that happens and the catch to all this Cyrus is that this freaking young core, they're pulling off a miracle that they've got the four old warriors. And at the same time, the four musketeers coming up. Obviously, Poole, Wiseman, Kuminga, and Moody. Mm. And it looks like they all can play. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those guys can play. And every one of them brings a different dimension to the table, too. It's almost, it's you're like, I mean, honestly, when Joe Lacob said light years and everybody made fun of him, I don't know if he stumbled bass backwards into this and got lucky, but it feels like they're light years right now. Because it's That's not great. just those four old graybeards. Those four musketeers are coming up. And I have great anticipation that they're going to play really good basketball this year and they can give critical minutes rests to it when we get into January and the road trip through Orlando and Miami or whatever. And you can rest some of the old and play those fresh young legs and probably still win games. Yes. We just named eight. We just named eight guys. Right. And we didn't even mention J. Michael Green or DiVincenzo or Wiggins or Looney. I mean, they're they're that deep, Brian. They're that we didn't deep. Mention Wiggins and Looney. That that's how deep they are. It's well, incredible. That's that's why I keep tw- bringing up the 89ers, man. I think they're going to twelve. Roll. They have twelve legitimate pieces, and and like six monster pieces. I know Andre's probably the least of the, of the group, so say yeah. five. How do I, you know? I feel like I got to go to twenty pushups for not talking Wiggins the whole time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, wait, I mean, this guy could have been the Finals MVP. He yes, he could have. He could have absolutely. If yes. Forty. If Steph didn't score forty-three in Game Four, he, Wiggins could have won the Finals MVP. He was certainly number two. He was the second most valuable guy. No argument. And, and that's no by the way. Right. Speaking one last thing on Draymond because I know we got to go. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll think, do this all day. I went and looked at it, and that's okay. Yeah, I know. I do have to go. I do. But Draymond, just one last bit on Draymond. When I was writing that little blog that nobody read, um, <laughs> Draymond, go look at Draymond's Game Six line. Twelve points, twelve boards. Eight rebounds. Um, I mean, 12 points, 12 boards, eight assists. Damn near triple-double. I mean, (laughs) when you need him at the most, no, he didn't have a good game three. Obviously, he got rattled and everything. But, I mean, this is is why you got to ride with this champ. You know, winning winning is the ultimate deodorant, and that's what's going to happen here, too. It'll be interesting to be – I mean, it'll be really interesting to fun back. Let's schedule one of these next spring and see how it all played out. You well, know, hopefully sooner, sooner than that, I hope. But uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, before we go, Murph, uh, anything you'd like to promote? Obviously, people can follow you on Twitter at Murph. I feel like every time I'm talking to you, you're writing a new book. What are you promoting these days? Well, yeah, thank you, Cyrus, for the free. And it's not Warriors related, but it's baseball related. Yeah, please. So my one of my best pals in sports media is the legendary photographer, Brad Mangin, who is yes. the best. He's the best baseball photographer in the United States of America, and that's a fact. He did 20 World Series for Major League Baseball, 10 World Series, 10 Sports Illustrated covers, and he just happens to be my buddy who's a season ticket holder with the Giants with me. 
And per his urging, we did a book on Buster Posey's career called 28. And it's mostly a photographic tribute. But Cyrus, what's really cool about it is we got Buster to agree to be involved with the book. And he sat down with me for an hour and a half just opened a vein and gave all his thoughts. He's never talked that long in his life. I wrote a, I ghost wrote a 6,000 word Buster Posey essay on his career, which is wow. fronts the book, which I, he just hasn't talked that long in his life, you know? And so he's been so cool. And then we got all his teammates instead of me writing about it or Brad, we got his teammates and I ghost, I did the interviews with and ghost wrote Barry Zito, who, by the way, you'll love it, dude. You should read, you should get the book and read the Zito essay. Cause Zito's essay is classic classic zito references to, to buddhism zito friend, man like we've, we've interviewed him a bunch of times about surfing because he loves hitting the in the water but i don't i don't even know what dude, he's doing he's, these days what's he is he dude, he's in nashville making music and raising a family he's yeah dude he's he's producing country pop music in nashville it's yes. good to be a multi anyway his essay is <laughs> his, his essay is epic we got um matt kane sergio romo hunter pence wow. then we went new generation logan webb gabe kapler bruce bochi did uh, crook and kipe and so their words interspersed the photos and i would just tell any giants fan out there or baseball fan christmas is coming up you will not regret it it's a beautiful book brad's pictures are unbelievable and the words are pretty cool so 28 is the book beautiful thanks Cyrus. and go to kane and go to kane to read your articles that i think more people are reading than you're making out <laughs> um, and obviously follow Brian Murphy uh, at Kane Beer Murph and listen to the Murph and Mac show, which does stream for the global audience. And I believe you guys publish podcasts. I do listen to your show sometimes with the podcast. That's where I can listen to. You're right. I'm not getting up early these days, but uh, I, 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 I yeah. uh, but, but, the, but the beautiful thing with the modern day uh, technology is I just, every time I'm in my truck, I plug this thing right in and you're right there. So I still listen yeah. to you and, and, and Polly, who I love. And don't forget Cyrus. Don't forget, for everybody who says radio, who listens to radio, don't forget we say your smart speaker is a radio. It is. You're absolutely right, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Murph, always a pleasure, All man. Right. And let's not let's not wait till spring. I'll, I'll reach out to you in a couple months if you don't mind because um, you contribute tremendously to my life and I hope to this show as well. So, um, yeah, let's have you back. Great seeing you, buddy. And I will see you next time. Love you, man.